0: Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I was joined by Victor Harashdi. Victor talks us through his expat and musical journey, from growing up in Hungary in the 1980s to his now home of many years in the Netherlands. As well as being an accomplished saxophonist and composer, Victor is also a multi-instrumentalist, producer and sound engineer. Victor talks us through his musical education in Hungary, the countless hours of practice and discovering there was so much more to music as he got older. We talk about innovation and creativity, the differences in musical training and education, and breaking the rules of the jazz police. More recently, Victor created VO Music, his creative platform and record label. We also discussed some of his musical collaborations, his solo album, as well as organising a local festival in the Netherlands this summer, that's summer 23. All this and carrying a harp to the gig. Let's get right to it, Victor Arashti.
1: I had a long journey, and uh, I started my musicianship as a kid in the 80s. I studied classic music for, yeah, so many years. I came into, like, like starting to gigging and playing when I was 22, and it was like 92 or something like that. I, I started to, that, around that time, I, I started to play saxophone.
0: Did you feel that was a bit late for you, uh, like like to start gigging around that time? Usually you start, uh, everyone's different, of course, but what was it that that stopped you from gigging so much?
1: I I didn't start playing music. I played because I started as a classic uh, student. So we had to play, we had to uh, play monthly for a public. Because our teacher organized a monthly performance, so it was uh, actually I started performing when I was like when I started to was learning piano. I think it was like seven, uh, no, like around ten. I'm we I was ten year old something like uh, in a school when I was in fourth fourth class, I think. So I, it's it's like I don't know. We start school at six and. Um, yeah, at four years more. Yeah, so it's like ten around when I I was ten. It was uh, in in my country. I i come from Hungary, and uh, it was a communism. So playing music was uh, a little bit. It was it was not music business. It was uh, it was more about uh, a prestige question that you are part of a system, and and uh, we can be proud of our youth that uh, they are they are so talented so there was a uh, thousands uh, um, uh, of different uh, kind of showcase to showing uh, your skills it was before talent shows <laughs> there were all kinds of programs in television mostly about about uh, our culture and our music but the classic education was very very uh, traditional and it's it's really a, a very spartan school let's say so you had to practice your your time you had to do your job because uh otherwise uh you get a problem with, uh, with your teacher <laughs> you
0: get into some trouble yeah yeah really did you find this kind of um naturally as a teenager we we have a feeling of rebellion or going against what the adults tell us did you did you also feel that urge you know it's a kind of normal thing for uh, teenagers or as adults do, right? We we rebel against what people tell us we should be doing.
1: Yeah, and I I was I was one of uh, the students who who intend to do some more than than only playing classic music. I had a problem with that with with some teachers because I I uh, I fell in love uh, with rock and roll and and uh, American uh, culture and music uh, in the eighties. So I I started to playing some boogie woogie, some stuff. I I was learning piano, and my teacher was uh, listening. Once uh, I was playing a boogie woogie lick, and she came in into the into into the lesson. And said, what's going on here? Did you practice uh, what you had to do? And it was like you you have to stop this right now because it's to be a trouble for you. Go back to Bach. Go back to Mozart. <laughs>
0: I mean, which is fine, right? But there comes a point. I think on your website was it Fats Domino or something that you were practicing? with if I'm if my memory? Yeah, was
1: right? it was, uh, it was uh, I was in the eighties. My friends, they was they were not uh, educated uh, musically, and they infected me with rock and roll. It was a streetwise thing, so mm. uh, it we we started to love this kind of culture, and and Fats Domino came to perform there. And uh, around the time, I was just playing clarinet, classic clarinet, and studying classic clarinet. And they come on the stage, and and he covered three saxophone players, and they would come inside, and right at the right that moment how they walked in, these guys, <laughs> it was so f- cool, you know. <laughs> it was like, I I was, it was it was the moment for me. I meant I have to do this. I have to do this something. Something I I. It that was, was so like cool.
0: the the light bulb moment. You know, the, the light bulb moment,
1: yes, it was amazing to see uh, such a performance in behind the curtain around the time, because uh, it was not something you know it was, uh, it was. It was
0: difficult to organize in for for various yeah, reasons. Yeah,
1: I think so. But in the eighties, uh, it was a quite a uh, uh, broad musical uh, landscape in Hungary so Nadi even visited the country after a little bit the situation changed about this uh, communistic ideology.
0: Uh, what happened so much after you you graduated in Hungary? What was your your next Yeah, step? So, yeah what, what did I, you do in about this time uh, like, your, like your late teens or mid to late teens?
1: Yeah it was uh I finished the conservatory. it was a conservatory for young uh, Young uh, kids who 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 had an artistic uh, he already a- uh, developed an artistic uh, level and uh, it was very focused four year study for classic music is very high level and after that you you can admit you have the kind of education to go to academy which is the highest. Uh, of all, the, all of the, the schools in Hungary for classic music. My clarinet study uh, finished after the four year, and I was intend to go for the academy or the high school. There are two separate levels. High school is a, a little bit like, is a good clarinet teacher, and academy is like a symphonic orchestra, solist, and, and a big career in a, in a classic industry. But uh, for me, it wasn't uh, going that well, the application. And uh, in some way, I I get disappointed. It was difficult uh, to match the level for me because, uh, yeah, it it was, anyway, it was very difficult to just get into the school because it was highly uh, crowded. And competitive immensely. You had uh, three chairs and there was uh, 20 uh, clarinet players for a year. It was a fight for life. So uh, I didn't get passed. And in some way, I... I was already, I had a change in my mind about uh, getting into into different different things. And uh, military came between and it cut my career uh, in, uh, instantly, my uh, clarinet classic music career. And after the military, I decided to just start with a saxophone right away. And uh, I sold my clarinet. My mother was like, ah, what are do you doing? <laughs> You throw away your uh, classic study of 20 years almost. It went out the window and yeah, well, it was a big Sometimes you point. need
0: to do this though, to kind of uh, sweep the sweep the floor clean, right? You need to kind of just start again.
1: Yeah, I must say I was, I don't want to say that I used the word traumatized, but I had a pretty hard life as a, as a classic uh, uh, student. It was a very, very uh, competitive life. You had to practice all the time no mistakes and not no, a lot of no free time. The
0: free the, yeah. the free time was used to kind of practice more
1: yeah and no fail failure you you ashamed yourself if you if you made a mistake you had to shame yourself and it was pretty heavy for a kid of 16 18 you know you would like to go out you have some friends and instead of that you have to practice on all, all day so it's it's pretty heavy. So my hormones, uh, eighteen and everything. Uh, I went to the the military. <laughs> it's just you know, all changed. Everything. I quit it and I start uh, start to play saxophone. I I start to getting serious about uh, playing saxophone. And uh, it it went pretty fast because uh, I had this technique from the classic music, and uh, I uh, I could establish very very fast. In two years, I could play in in the terms of rock and roll music. And uh, that's how I get my first uh, gig.
0: <laughs>
1: Playing in a you rock could and roll You could
0: use this one, though, right? You could yeah. use the one gig.
1: Yeah, I could use that one gig for the... <laughs> exactly. That's how I get get into the into the subject where I, I am doing now the rock and roll. And then I reached to blues, and from blues to jazz, and from jazz to continue it, continue it. And I now became improviser. I became all
0: of that there's some great videos on your website we'll tell everyone the name of your website in a little bit I won't forget okay. we we'll plug your website <laughs> but there's some great performances I saw with uh, a trio I yeah there's a trio but there's a harp in the middle of a in kind a of really nice little town or village square and is the, is the drummer your brother he shares the same name as you is that just yeah. a coincidence it is. It's called. Okay. It's, it's kind of Top spooky. Spelling. I thought, is this? Because on the website, it doesn't say and his brother. It just says. Uh, yes. It would bring some groovy fills and so on. But
1: Yes, he's. Uh,
0: it's a small world, man.
1: Yeah, and in fact, we just met when we played. I never met him before. And uh, that old trio we played was uh, in a moment everything so we didn't uh, have the rehearsal
0: yeah that was uh, that's great but you know it sounds it sounds fantastic you know when was it I can't remember the dates on it, it
1: happened uh, this summer uh, I mean uh, not this summer 22 last year yes last summer can Cont- uh, kind of uh, we started a, a relationship and, and probably will continue with this in some way in
0: the future we We shall post the links in the for the video and stuff because it's great. No, it sounds great as well. like it was very um
1: yeah, I mean uh,
0: well put together.
1: Thanks. thanks uh, it was i I made this uh, demo uh, kind of it was a kind of assumption of what we did and and it was not like cut it into one song, but it I, I sm- it was a smash up of the of the performance we did.
0: The I have one question for you before I forget though. Where did the harp come from? How do you carry that harp around when it's enormous, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. She's a a young lady and uh, she was performed before us. So it was a mini festival organized uh ah, okay. in uh, in a small town in Hungary. My friend, the bass player, he he organized this festival. And he invited me, he invited his friend the romer and he invited it. and and I think they invited the the lady she's uh from from this small town and uh a
0: cool.
1: lovely a lovely lady a very very talented uh, lady
0: it's a nightmare getting that on the bus though right so <laughs> you know. They it's bad enough with a double. enough a double bass, right? You know, you've got you had the harp. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as yeah, as yeah, you, as you know. said, man, you're right. You <laughs> man, you find a way to manage It's uh, it's just part of the gig.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a lucky guy because uh, I was always the the all the drummers was very jealous of me because when the concert was uh, finished, <laughs> I went down Even from the stage uh, having uh, having, a, having a drink with the ladies, and they had to carry on the the. Stuff.
0: Such as such as the life of a drummer, man. Right? That's uh, we, we do all the heavy lifting. That's what it is. Yeah. But you know, you win some, you lose. Are it. you a drummer? I am. Yeah. I am. Oh, yeah, great. That's where I can of started. I haven't played since I really moved to Germany with one reason or another. But yeah, I started as a teenager and uh, just playing in bands with your friends. And then uh, I moved to South Korea. I met some other people there. Started. Um. Playing with them, playing in bars, clubs, it's led to all sorts of kind of interesting things. Doing some TV things and uh, radio things, and yeah, it's been a an adventure, man. But right. since moving, since moving to Germany, it was a bit complicated at the beginning because I didn't have a lot of time, and then we had the COVID thing in the middle of it all. And uh, I've enjoyed doing these podcasts as well. So this is what's mm-hmm. taken my Creative time away, you know. This is instead of the drumming, right? I guess the drumming's still in your head. That's that's the thing. you know when you're walking around, you're like, oh. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Physically, yeah. You know, we always nice, we always means.
1: create. I, I'm very. Really, last night I wake up five o'clock uh, in the morning because I had some ideas, and I I felt like I had to think this over. So I started noting in my telephone, taking notations.
0: That's that's how it works. So you can see, as I've got a couple of guitars. But yeah, I can just, see this. is this is just for fun. I have moment, instruments
1: you know? because yesterday I had a rehearsal, so my instruments are still inside. But normally it's on standard here.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's a little of my background. I hmm. uh, kind of played for fun at bars and things like that. Also yeah. cover bands or original music. Or, yeah, met a lot of great people along the way.
1: Nice, and you are from. Scotland. Scotland, right?
0: Uh, well, my, my wife and I live in Dortmund, so yeah. Okay. And my wife's from South Korea, so just to make things even more.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it's you? Like,
0: how did you end up in Dortmund?
1: Yeah, well, that was uh, the question because probably <laughs> it was a, a kind of culture, a cultural shock from Scotland to Germany.
0: I can't, uh, Well, we. we I, so in, in between. Very these different two, culture. Have very much we had um i I lived in south korea for 17 years wow i I I moved i moved there in 2000 so i've been teaching for like i started doing teaching most like universities in south korea like teaching english or english skills or business english skills this type of thing Mm -hmm. and i did that for a long time about 14 years or so and then I moved back to Scotland in 2017, and uh, it, it just seemed like a thing to do. It was like, okay, oh, yeah, well, let's move to Germany. then and see what happens. So.
1: Right. It came but just it like a... like that.
0: Like that, that. was pretty much it. Oh, okay. There was, no, there was no great rhyme or reason behind it. Mm-hmm. So th- I think the original plan was we'll see how it goes, and then take it from there. But Mm-hmm. As, we, as we just said earlier like the pandemics have a have a habit of spoiling your plans right so, mm-hmm. but uh, we did okay we we managed through so
1: yeah for me it was the reason i i came for study so i i uh it's already 22 years ago that i moved to holland but uh, the first uh, couple years, I lived in a small town called Zwolle. It's nearby uh, north of the country. There is a conservatorium. So I, I started my jazz-related uh, studies there uh, with the saxophone. I lived there three years, and then I, uh, I moved to Utrecht, and I changed school as well. I changed uh, my school to the conservatorium of Utrecht.
0: Did you enjoy this musical education more than your original training if we can call it that
1: it was uh, such a surprise for me because I expected uh, something you know from my for my tradition of education it was a very it's like hitting somebody hits you with a, with a stick and, and it was completely different it was free uh, the free spirit of the west uh, a completely different uh, educational system and uh, I had uh, a few yeah, it took me a while until I, I started to understand what's uh, how to I, I I have to feel that thing because uh, for me it was uh, from the first moment I, I started to doing it as as I learned it. Like, I have to practice that crazy I have to do it. They called me the crazy hunger here. Because I <laughs> it's, up...
0: it's almost like it's in your DNA though, right? Yeah, from your from I... your past experience. You you can't help it, I imagine, right? It's it's quite hard to change these areas. yeah
1: yeah it's i mean 20 years of uh of living in the same place and and getting that culture it is very it's there you can't you cannot just forget it in in a in a in a year there are still ongoing processes in me that look at things in a different perspective all that kind of stuff happening with me still after so many years i uh i experiencing uh like like you, you know you 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 feeling that that's that some part of you is uh is thing, in a way thing, you know, different from mm-hmm. from from the, the things what you're learning i learning here the perspectives it's an ongoing process i, I can say it is uh i'm still in in it in some way my roots is there so my roots is my roots and uh this is something uh we cannot erase it
0: no and there's probably some good come from it anyway it might not all have been bad habits or not bad habits but bad experiences i'm sure there was some some positivity you could take from your experience. yeah sure
1: it, it, it is not black and white uh, it is not like that it is it's a complex thing so it's more complex and i have things when i'm very proud of it and i'm very lucky that i had that because i shortly after when i school i started a school i realized the discipline what i have learned is a huge advance of me, so I was very fast, more f- further than my fellow students, which led to me that I could change to another school. So, in some way, I had an a- advance with because of my education, because of uh, the training I had. You know, it's like training. You know, I had. There are many things. Uh, you know, there are not just the bad habits, but you learning good habits as well. You know.
0: Tell us a little bit that you're wearing your band's t-shirt or you're, you're branded today appropriately. Yeah, yeah, tell right. us a little bit. Tell us about this your music then and some of the things we can find on your website.
1: Yeah, well, Vio Music is, is a, it's a company, actually. Try to be a company. I invented this formula for myself last year after a long per, per period of productive and, and creativity. And uh, I thought I, I would like to release my own music I also like to do services for people like like uh, mixing and mastering as an audio engineer because I, I learned that that kind of thing I also like to to doing innovative stuff like like figuring out how you can use visuals with with live performance so all bunch of stuff I I find that metaphor last night. Also, when I was waking up, I'm a kind of a renaissance man. <laughs> I am a, I'm kind of, a, I'm a very diverse guy, and and I love. I'm not just a musician. And quite I, I
0: creative in in many I'm different ways. I'm very
1: creative in many different ways, and and I I this year I started my study in uh in Utrecht again. I went back to school for my master, and I drive crazy my teachers with my diversity. Because they want me put in one, uh, one direction, one box,
0: right, and right. I'm
1: like this. And uh, <laughs> so I, I decided to find them this uh, Homo uh, Universale or Polyhistor or Renaissance <laughs> man. Maybe that will give them a little grab to, to understand me a little bit better. But Vio Music in general is a company and I'm trying to manage it uh, in, in two different directions. And uh, Vio, this brand, this is uh, the music, I, I mean, this is a, a brand I, as I perform. So if, if let's say, I, I produce my own music and I, I bring it out, I put this wheel behind. So I am Victor Harasti. this is my name, but I made this wheel, this coming from my letter. And this is, looks like a saxophone. And I created this uh, symbol. And it's like an egg shape, and it's it's represents my uh, creative creativity because the egg is is something new, It's going to born, so it's it's really it means uh, yeah, how to say this is something uh, developing there always, uh, something new is coming, it's new life, whatever. So and I I I symbolize it a little bit like an artist, like you,
0: but like a rebirth or a
1: regeneration. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a birth, you know, it's like. The seeds is there, you know the seeds, and then it's it's something that will come out. Actually, it's a possibility always there.
0: <laughs> we talked a little bit earlier, but tell us what we can find on your website. It's very mm-hmm. well put together. Looks great. It's quite yeah, nice. With the, it's quite nice for the different. Oh, anyway, I won't spoil it for everyone. We'll we'll let the yeah. listeners click the links as they say. Right? Yes, so we'll, we, but if you could tell us what we can find there, that would uh, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. It's not that complex, but I, as I told you, that that I'm doing many diverse things. So I I made uh, one section, the stuff what I do, or or let's say I, I released an album last year, my first solo album, uh, which I I made completely myself. Some additional musicians uh, playing on it. This is part of the section where it's about VO the band, and I describe a little bit things what I did as an artist, as a as a as a composer artist saxophone player and uh, you can find their videos you can find their some kind of information the projects i did and uh, there is another section about the press section where i i I put together all the reviews i get for my album and uh, if you interested to listen my music there is a music section and also i think there i i have a video section as well partially from that where you can just come across all the videos i make and uh, there are a section for projects like uh different band related things what i'm doing with others uh one of them is a, a project with a singer lady she's from hungary and i'm i'm working in this pro- project as a producer i uh i wrote was this the, the m- one that was music. combined
0: between was it folklore and- yes and uh, was it like Mother, Mother? Was that how you would translate yes. the name of the song? Yeah. Yes. I, 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 yes. I
1: exactly. It, yeah. we, uh, we released this song uh, just this uh, fall. It's a is a single, but it came out, and uh, this is the the first of many, many songs we already I produced uh, in in the past years. Uh, this is the the let's say the the first uh, intro for us to make it official this project. And uh, you could the, tell us the singer's name. Uh, Marta Horvat, she's uh, she's not uh, uh, educated musically, but she's an artist, uh, she has a, a very characteristic voice, and uh, she has uh, developed a, a good interpretation in, st- in, in the sense of uh, folk uh, songs from Hungary, in some way we find each other, and uh, she, she's an artist, I mean, she's uh, uh, more a, a, a painter and a puppet master by nature. That's her basic creativity. But she she also started be uh, being involved with with collecting uh, folk songs from from Hungary. She collects melodies which she likes very much and then uh, a little bit reshaped. But because she's not a traditional folk Hungarian folk singer, so she doesn't interpretate folk songs. But but she she likes to uh, collect these songs as a kind of a passion of her, and that one point when we met, she was already doing uh, the kind of things with jazz music, uh, the kind of uh, uh, experiments with, with other musicians. And, and, and that um, led to to meet me. And then I told her, well, let's try something. We're going to make something out of this. I will produce the music and then let's see how it, how it goes. So, so we've worked many years already now. And we're planning to start a music theater next year if it's everything going well about all this project and all this music and everything so this is one project uh, i'm busy with
0: where do you find all the time victor for you a man of many uh, projects and different things are you well organized are you well disciplined in your your timekeeping. (laughs) yeah well
1: you know it's i must say i'm I'm a kind of guy i don't uh, like to Pressure myself creatively. I'm not a worker. I'm not wake up uh, eight in the morning and then I'm saying, "Okay, I'm going to write uh, let's, an let's album." Let's get to work. Yeah. Let's <laughs> get to work.
0: I mean, if you could, it would be great, right? Because then you would have all this music, but it doesn't really work like that. Yeah. For some of us.
1: Yeah. Well, not it's it's not my my kind of thing. However, I'm very organized uh, in the sense of I have a kind of discipline uh in and focus when i'm i decide to work i'm working very much and i do it very long and it, i don't really care about the time I, I i doing it until i can and then i fall asleep or something and then uh, really or it's, so. it's six o'clock in the morning or something
0: so you give not you you've got yeah. i
1: give a, I need to release the flow when i'm in a flow i have to keep keep on going because uh once and I'm out, I'm I'm I lost losing the, losing something, so
0: you kind of get get out the zone a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I must say it's even inevitable because now I, I started to doing this this company thing. It's inevitable that you you get some stuff get together, you know, and uh, in getting organized and uh, making a schedule. So it's also with the project with Marta and uh, because we took pretty long time until uh we created all this music and i don't want to spend uh, many years until i'm going to release it and doing it and i learned my uh, not last year but a year before i released the solo album I said it wrongly because I said it last year, but a, late, a year before I released my album. I, it took me two years twenty twenty I released my my solo album. It took me two years to finish it, and I thought that that's too much. I had to be more, uh, you know, on the things
0: get get there quicker.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's.
0: I mean, but on the other hand, Victor, you 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 kind of learn by experience as well. I think you know when you've you've tried one thing and then you've come up with this. Um, this thing that you've created and then the next one you do, you think, okay, well, maybe we can change things artistically, but also the way that you've put the project together, the kind of technical aspects of it, you might decide to just streamline it, I guess they call it, right, you know, to kind of a, yeah. to make your workflow a bit more yeah uh, go with the flow a bit but... yeah 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 it is i sound like, I sound like a therapist you know <laughs> i don't mean it like that <laughs> sorry <laughs> no no i should take my own advice then you know
1: <laughs> yeah and it's i mean it's difficult uh for a creative person i when you are so much uh you know in, into into different uh, zo- uh, vibes and 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 moods and and uh inspirational moments to stay on the ground, you know, and, and keep things, uh, because you know, uh, day after, you have to make some money, you have to earn your things, and and you have to do the 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 stuff as well. So I'm not trying. I I try I try to pull back myself. Okay, Victor, you have to go back. Now I go back to basic. Don't go too far, and and now. Uh, so I I I'm trying to learn learn this, you know, and doing it more efficient and and more. Uh, um a uh, on a work work eti- etiquette.
0: What about uh, some plans for this this year, Victor? Do you have some uh, festivals lined up for the when the weather ever gets better? It's snowing here in Dortmund today. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You get you got some sp- uh, events planned for the spring and the summer or later this year. What's going on? Yeah,
1: yeah. Holland is uh, is the festival paradise. I am going to with my wife together. We're going to organize a festival in May. This is the first time I'm going to do that ever, so it's it's uh, kind of exciting. But that
0: uh, is, yeah. Uh, Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, she came. She's uh, studied management and and business and management in administration, and and she's uh, well. She has a profile to ask funds from uh, from different places, and uh, she came up with an idea that we could do something here in our nearby our uh, house. We have a, a kind of uh, they call a district, let's say, and the scene is quite uh, multicultural here around us. And uh, she 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 came up with an idea to show these qualities of. Different people together and and different cultures and and give them a, a little platform to to show something about their, themselves. So we we came up with this brand blend in, and uh, means like uh, how how you blend in, how how you live here in Holland, and uh, how you can
0: uh, how you integrate how you integrate you, uh, you and, know, uh, and but still remain your own identity. Uh, this type of thing
1: yeah, this kind of stuff. We see some issues here in uh, in Holland in that particular subject and 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 i think that could help a little bit it's a small thing it's a small start and maybe it could help a little bit to give people a little bit more about uh yeah about the diversity of our uh they, they call it living together here in holland they have a word salmon living it's a, it means uh, we live together and we have to live together so it's a small country and you have to respect
0: is it going to be a- yeah, exactly. We respect each other and um learn from one another as well, right? About yeah. all these different things that you're maybe unaware of because you never ask. Uh, is it gonna be like a one or two day event or like something over a weekend you can Yeah, it's
1: it's together? going to be one day for one one sunny Sunday, hopefully, because uh, lot <laughs> you know. <laughs> well I yes,
0: don't know in Dortmund. They...
1: Germany's they have
0: You gotta take your chances to to man. Germany
1: if, to, to take uh, good weather.
0: <laughs> Ironically, people in, in the west of Germany here go to the Netherlands on a Sunday because the shops are open, right? So it's kind of... Here in, here in Germany, the shops are all closed really? on a Sunday, so we have this migration. Yeah, okay. a yeah. well, right. anyway, long story, but yeah. Even supermarkets oh, are okay. yeah. It's, it's the, the workers' yeah. day off on a Sunday,
1: I guess. But, you know, in a, back in the days, back in the days, I mean, for me, especially in the 80s... Uh, it was normal. Sundays, it's done. There is no uh, shopping malls and shopping centers cinemas yeah, and cinemas and all right. that kind of stuff. This is really, really no
0: internet the, no YouTube, yeah, or, right? or
1: whatever you know. And it was uh, yeah. you die at home in, <laughs> in <laughs> doing nothing except you can watch uh, Sunday cartoons in the morning, and uh, you know it's it's done. Uh, there was uh, no discotheques open, nothing. and uh, yeah, so it's it's completely different. but what we are now in the this society, what we're living it's 24/ seven. It's like New York, New York. it's like it be completely in the, in this me- megapolis uh, stuff, even in Utrecht here, everything is open all the time.
0: Uh, if you have some links for your festival, you can send them on to me and I'll I'll happily post them.
1: For a festival, we're preparing, which is the get around the financing stuff. And, and now we're going to continue with the program and make the brand and probably a website or, or something. So it's not yet prepared, but we are working on it. It's a work in progress.
0: Excellent. Sounds like a great idea. Man. Yeah. And it's on your doorstep.
1: Yeah, it's a small step, and I think uh, it could lead maybe a uh, something bigger. We don't know. I mean, uh, it, it's going to be really you. You have to imagine a district uh, festival, huh? so it's, it's one yeah. one stage, some activities around. So it's a small thing.
0: It's a it's a bit cozier in that sense. Right? It's a cozy. Yeah, yes, it's, it's, that's also cool. S- yeah, small stage. This is the tryout. Exactly. This is the tryout. And if the stress is not too much for you, you never know that next year or the year after, you'll see it grow and all of that yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah, something like that. What other things have you got planned, Victor?
1: I am busy with my study. My master is uh, is now in, in behind uh, all the time, cracking the door that I have to doing things, I have to doing things, I have to do things. So I think this year is in some part of me is uh, is doing that. And uh, another part of me will also work on on new material new music uh I have a plan to innovate uh live performance uh in the sense to virtual reality and and uh bring in technology and uh, My subject was to use uh, some projection and visuals and innovate jazz performance. Since uh, I don't see much uh, uh, innovation in in the sense of in in the jazz culture, and uh,
0: you you think it stood still for a long time, or it's very? I had a conversation recently with someone about the same thing, and they said the jazz world might still be a bit too conservative in some respects.
1: Yeah, I can definitely say that. Yeah, there is a very. Uh, yeah, well, I would say academic and very uh, traditional foundation. I mean, yeah, there there is a the jazz police. I, I <laughs> can say that you know, and you are going, uh, you do something, and, and you later, <coughs> mm, you should not do that. Mm. <coughs> so there is a jazz police. There is a there is a creative uh, uh, blockade in some way. I feel. I come from uh, the influence of Miles Davis. I I really. He, he dragged me to, to jazz. I was not uh, until I, I met his, uh, until I get touched with his music mm-hmm. and John Coltrane. And, and to me, their whole message was uh, about innovation and, and creativity and always finding new, new directions.
0: Breaking the rules so, in some respects.
1: Breaking rules, uh, find new things. I respect the tradition. It's, I want to point it out, really. I, I think everybody has to do his study. You have to go and uh, you doing your, your research, you have to study the grades, you have to play Bebop, you have to do all these things. But this is not for life.
0: It's all part maybe the bigger picture.
1: It's all part of the bigger picture, actually. Yes, exactly. Because uh, You know, all, all after all this uh, you have learned enough to find your own way, you know, and, and what what if an artist is not about self expression and find their own voice and find their own uh, whole interest uh, there is a, a great uh, uh, metaphor from one of the uh, martial artists i following he's uh, from hungary he's an archer and he he said that that i'm not following what other uh, ancestors followed I'm trying. Uh, no, I'm not following my ancestors. What they try to do, I'm f- trying to follow what they was following. <laughs> so if if they if I if I translated this to to Miles Davis, I'm not trying to follow Miles Davis. I'm trying to follow what he was trying to follow.
0: God, yeah. So
1: this is my quote co- uh, of the <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Musically, my guilty pleasure, which is it's, uh, it's hard because uh, I love so many things and I think it's also, it could be something which is uh, maybe maybe for others, uh, or for me, is uh, a guilty pleasure for others. is really the greatest music ever. I don't know. Why. it's. Uh, I don't think I have a... I, hmm.
0: Who would we be surprised that you like listening to? Like cheesy pop music, or someone maybe from a different, okay. from a bit more left field, if that makes more sense. Mm. And like I said, you um, don't need to feel guilty about it. It's more just a, yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I uh, since I'm am producing, uh, music, I like to listen to the pop pop uh, uh, music of today, especially some of the uh, rap hip hop uh, things. Uh, there are some bands from Hungary. They are. Uh, like a uh, uh, hip hop bands, very naughty language,
0: yeah, but uh, colorful uh, is.
1: they are. Uh, but uh, it's really, really bad. It's re- it's really like uh, it's like guns and shoot and all the kind of and they talk always very very ugly. But it's I don't know. It's it's my <laughs> like music pleasure. I think it's it's like
0: <laughs> there's something in there somewhere that uh, resonates so, with like, you. Right?
1: It resonates with me, man. You can't and help, also but... some some of the some of these hip hop things, uh, you know, which which is like a candy shop or I don't know. There are some, you know. I love the rap uh, in the eighties, around the MC yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and Enemy. Public and, uh, Enemy, you know, and and enemy, you like, you know right? all this. all these. I love this ice, ice tea, ice cube, or uh, these things, you know, and and uh, I had the JCR boom and and this kind of things, and I know I sometimes uh, yeah, I yeah I think maybe hip-hop is my guilt pressure maybe that's it. That, that nasty lyrics with very nasty things it's like <laughs> you shame shaming that that somebody talks like that way but yeah sometimes I I don't know why
0: <laughs> I think it's another way of expressing yourself if, if we were to if we were to explain the hip-hop or rap to someone, from a different planet, or never heard it before. You're like, well, they're just expressing themselves in a in a different, if not unique, kind of way, and they're speaking a language yeah. that you're not really taught at school, or you're not really taught this language formally. But it's the language of where you're from, or the streets, or part yeah. of your culture. It's yeah. just, it's just.
1: Yeah, they had a reason for that, and uh, they had. Uh, I I think. Uh, there is a thin line, of course, when when you think is is it is it going to do harm, or is it still just entertainment and and uh, so you you have to find a middle way, I think, in everything in general. But but I'm trying to believe that they are not saying and they meaning it, but they saying it because they are uh, you know it's a kind of. I want to get out mm. of this.
0: Well, recently I just finished uh, Gil Scott Heron's autobiography. Right. And yes. in some quarters, he's considered as the kind of... I was going to say grandfather or godfather. I'm not sure which one I should use, but the kind of founding father figure of this, because he was a spoken word artist as well, as you know, as well as a Yeah, the rap and, uh, as a rap. and he did the... Revolutionary. Oh, the revolution <laughs> Revolutionary will, be will be, uh, not be it's televised. I've used up all my vocabulary. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm saving it all for tomorrow. Thank you. The revolution will not be televised. And yeah, there's some interesting parallels where he talks about jazz and again, and when you kind of combine these two things together. Fantastic. Uh, favorite venue, Victor? Somewhere you've played or somewhere that you would uh, recommend checking out uh, an act or a band or an orchestra? Mm-hmm
1: when oh, you uh when you couldn't be a uh, uh, famous stage yeah. I played in any kind of places i played in also big uh, concert halls and and i played in in big stages as well i think I'm still loving a very intimate and very uh small and and, and some way more personal uh stages it doesn't have to be a very big uh place i like uh, here in Utrecht the uh, there's at Wally is a Tivoli, they have some nice uh, podiums. is a huge uh, center with many concert halls, and uh, I played one of the the halls. It's a little bit smaller, more intimate, and uh, yeah, it's a great hall. I think I like also a little bit like a pub related to po- uh, like a jazz pub uh, where people are sitting there and there's a table and and uh, you can perform. I like that place in. Ghent it's in the Belgium and uh, they call the Hot Club It's a very tiny jazz club. It's like almost like there is a a bar and, <laughs> and five chair five tables. but when is the concert people are <laughs> on the top of each other they
0: improvise literally it, you just have to fit everyone in.
1: Yes they have a plate behind the stage, which is for in, I don't know what other cultures but but in some way it represents for me that that when is the performance? keep it
0: <laughs> like
1: shut Thank up you. and uh shut up and enjoy and it, it has a beauty shut up and enjoy and, and watch it and, and listen so it's it has uh it's a nice uh nice pop i like to go there
0: cool that's a, that's a nice um a nice mix of uh, venues uh slightly left field question then uh a go-to karaoke song if if you're in the mood for it roxanne <laughs> roxanne <laughs> you got you got the high bit going on there man I that's all that's all I can do. That's all you need. Uh, I like, I <laughs> Literally, like, that's all. Yeah, I like. yeah. Does anyone know the other, <laughs> know the rest of the words? Right? <laughs> you know. Oh, the, the,
1: the, there is another one. Aha, take on me, take on me. But I, I cannot sing that one. I cannot. It's, it's impos- impossible. I mean, I've
0: just seen recently that aha, me <laughs> me <laughs> they do that thing, right? Like the the harmony part. <laughs> He yeah. they, they made an Aha movie last year. I didn't I didn't see it, but it wasn't really a a fictional movie. But it was about the story of them being famous yeah. and then they disappear for years and then they come back together again. And uh, the, 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 yeah,
1: I know. I I didn't didn't watch it, but I it's on my bucket all
0: list. Right. So me too. I I read a couple of reviews about it, and it's if you like the music business or this type of thing, it might be something to watch. Uh, Victor, how about a, a song that you wish you'd written, or a tune that you'd wish you'd written? Ooh, sorry to put you on the spot. That's a hard. <laughs> That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it is. There is one uh, standard, not standard, but it's it's a it's on a kind of blue. It uh, and it's a ballad, "Blue and Green" from Billy Evans. I, th- I I don't know if I, what was the story, Billy Evans or or Mice Davis, but uh, that that song is something something serious for me something very precious and
0: uh yeah well last question for you then Victor who should we be listening to tell us someone that uh, maybe is not on our radar but that you would like to bring them to our attention
1: I don't know I I can come up I think most of the chess musicians they are not so uh well known. <laughs> I mean yeah well I I was uh lately I listened uh, this album uh Quite a lot is is the new album of Bad Plus and and I had a, a privilege to the drummer of the the Bad Plus playing on my album two years ago, uh, Dave King, so I I really listen a lot to this album I made in a concert uh, not long ago and uh, it's in my car and I I like to listen a lot it's 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 something uh, I can recommend uh, the new album of the latest album of the Bad Plus it's uh, excellent.
0: Something. Tell us where we can find you, Victor. Tell us the home of your uh, all things creative.
1: Yeah, you can find me on uh, www.veomusic.art. And uh, I have a YouTube channel in the same way, Vio Music. On Facebook is a Veomusic platform, and on Instagram, Veomusic Art. Everything about Vio Music, and, and you can find my content there. One, one ring for Rule of All.
0: Victor man, thanks a lot. It's been great spending the last hour or so with you. And uh Thank you. I look forward to hearing more about what you're doing as the year goes on.
1: Yeah, thank you for the invite. Maybe see you next time and uh it's a very interesting uh, uh, podcast, I think, to put people in that kind of perspective about uh, what you was what your subject like let's yeah, say.
0: Thanks. Man. So it's, it's all about the guests. The guests have the stories, right? So yeah. that's the Yeah, thank you. My pleasure, man. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of Can't Find My Way Home. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those other places where you'll find podcasts. See you in the next one. Cheers.